So the last couple of days have seen some uh, dates announced for some games that we were expecting, some that we weren't. Uh, the big one for me, which is a game that I've been waiting for for quite some time now, is uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man game coming out on PlayStation 4. Uh, game Informer got a bunch of exclusives, including the release date, which is September 7. I am very excited about this game. I am... I, my current plan is to try and maybe get some kind of PlayStation 4 Pro Spider-Man bundle, which I expect there, there will go. be. Yes, um, yes. Uh, because I've I've looked, I've seen some videos, I've seen some gifts of this game. It looks insane, and I imagine mm-hmm. that on in 4K in HDR, like this thing is just going to be incredible. Spider-Man Two is one of my favorite video games of all time. And I've always just hoped that another Spider-Man game could get even somewhat close to Spider-Man 2. And just the web-slinging actions and animations that are occurring in this game seem to indicate to me that this might be the closest that we've seen since that game. So I am super excited about this. It looks amazing. This is the game that is going to get a bunch of people to get a PS4 Pro, I think. Yep, I think so. That's why I'm expecting bundles. Like I might, I reckon I might even walk away with some like Spider-Man themed PlayStation. You know, no boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just because like, I'm sure that they'll be around. So like, why not? Like the old PlayStation Three when they used the the, the same font from the Spider-Man movie. That was Remember that? just really yeah. weird. That that, yeah. that was the decision made. <laughs> yeah. Do Do you remember the um? The original prototype, I suppose, for the PlayStation 3 controller, the oh, banana shaped. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> the boomerang. I was, was at E3 when they had it in the case. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you uh, ever t- play with one? No, it was uh, behind Perspex. Okay. And, and frankly, I, I at that point, I covered my badge and walked away quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I honestly can't believe that that was ever a. A, th- a thing like you just look at it and it's like i don't understand how anyone thought that that was gonna be comfortable <laughs> to hold right i'm looking at pictures again and it's amazing <laughs> well the like, thing is that that's that's the company at that point that is full of hubris it's coming up towards the tail end of the most successful home console of all time they think they can do absolutely no wrong and so they come up with this design that's uber complicated, where the chip costs $2 billion to develop that nobody can program to begin with. And this weird curved case and these weird controllers, because they can, right? That's what happens when you're a company that has got too big to understand that you still need to look after the players. And of course, you, you saw what happened. There was a mm-hmm. complete about turn after a long period of well, I guess not really accepting that they were no longer leading that race. Not at the beginning, anyway. Yeah, yeah. this, man, this this controller, my gosh, what a thing. But like, look, at, look at Nintendo. Didn't they do the same kind of thing, you know? If you think about GameCube, yes, we loved it because it was different, but it was a kind of a folly, if you like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to be the person to uh, say anything bad about the GameCube controller. Because, like, I know No, not the controller, the box. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you you and I loved it. But that's not the point. The majority of people didn't. 
it was silly. The discs were small, right? Like it was like it, it, yeah. it, 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 it didn't really serve purpose, um, other than just like trying to stand out, which I expect was what was attempting to be done with the boomerang controller. It was just like, exactly. look how yeah. weird and, and like wacky our controller is. But anyway, so, um, it was a weird diversion. Uh, Spider Man <laughs> coming on September 7th. I cannot wait. Um, I think this is probably the next big release for me that I will like specifically play on PlayStation, right? Because isn't Red Dead later than that? I think Red Dead's later than that, it's, right? It's it's October, and it's yeah. funny because everybody's trying to launch games in September, trying to avoid October because you know everybody's gonna be playing well, Red Dead. In R- Rockstar, this is what they do, right? Like they will just. They'll break they all the records. <laughs> They'll be the most, you know, it'll be like the highest piece of media grossing of all time, all those kinds of things, right? So, like, you just got to stay away from that. Um, yeah. I'm, and I'm pleased that Spider Man, which I think is pretty badly delayed by this point, um, I'm pleased that it's finally got a release date. I can't wait. Um, and then, piece of news today that I'm really excited about that in the spring of this year, so soonish, I guess, really. Uh, Firewatch is coming to the Nintendo Switch, which I'm really excited about because I've been wanting to replay this game for a while, um, Campo Santos Firewatch, so now this will give me uh, something to wait for. So I'll, I'll wait for it to come out on the Switch and then and then play it again. I've been interesting I, to see the performance on the Switch version though, because yeah, it kind of chugged a little bit on PS4. So I'm hoping they got someone really competent to do it. Do you know who's doing? the switch version i don't actually i haven't all i have seen of this so far is just what's on the campo santos website um i haven't seen any details because they're they're not they're not publishing them like they haven't published them yet i'll see if i can dig around now to try and find that out but uh, unless you've seen anything federico I, i haven't seen anything no no just uh i just saw the landing page with a message about firewatch coming to the switch yeah, that like I'm looking at, at like press release stuff as well, and there doesn't seem to be any um, any information about the port, which I mean could possibly suggest they're doing it themselves. Um, who knows? Spyro is back. <laughs> do, you, do you guys call it Spyro? Just yeah, to, to make sure. Spyro. Okay, so because when I was younger in Italy, uh, so I used to be super into Spyro, but everybody in Italy in the nineties, uh, we called it Spiro. Um, yeah, I can because, see that. You know, accents and stuff. I don't uh, anyway. know if I've ever played a Spyro game. Oh man! Oh, no. I I loved Spyro. <laughs> Spyro was Spyro a PlayStation character? PS One, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, you see, I had an original PlayStation, but didn't buy a lot of games for it, and and it wasn't like my predominant system at that time. Mm. Really, for some reason, like I. I still mostly stuck with the Super Nintendo um, and kind of, and then, and then to the PlayStation Two. For some reason, like I didn't play a lot of PlayStation games outside of like the original set of PlayStation games that we got when we got the console. So like you know, mm-hmm. Croc. Do you remember Croc: Legend of the I Gobos? Do. I do remember. That was Croc. a big game in our in our household for like for as long as we had the PlayStation because we got it with the with the console and then the demo disc i got a lot of usage out of that demo disc man <laughs> yeah but no spyro never really played spyro but spyro what yeah. what are we talking about like remaster 4k that um, kind of stuff okay so we're talking about a remaster of the fur just like the crash bandicoot and, and same trilogy from last year 
this is a trilogy. Uh, so it's the first three games from the PS1. It's Spyro the Dragon, Spyro 2, uh, Riptos uh, Rage, and Spyro Year of the Dragon. They're being remastered. Um, I suppose we're going to get 4K, HDR, and all of that. And um, it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. No word on PC yet. And of course, no word on the Switch. It's launching on September 21st. Um, and it's called Spyro Reignited Trilogy, mm-hmm. and it's um, being made by Activision, of course, and it looks fantastic. There's a, it's funny because uh, I'm looking at the article on Polygon, and they have this comparison tool to compare the original huh. uh, PS1 game and the PS4 version i suppose and it's just it's not even a comparison you're you're keeping the same scene maybe the same setting this is a new game right like this is not like a touch-up you're remaking the game because these aren't even close right no 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 you are you are making a new game with the same setting and the same story and the same mechanics of the old one, but really it's not like you are remastering the graphics. This is an entirely new game. Uh, my favorite one <laughs> on this on this it'll be on our show notes. My favorite one is the one at the top of that castle. It's just a different building. <laughs> it's just like straight up, yes. just like a completely different design. It's like ah, we're not going to build something that looks so, like that. Everything else is yeah. close enough. But like that castle at the top, it's just like they just decided to start over again. <laughs> because That's the other incredible. one, I don't know, I don't know what the original one was supposed to be, but that is not a castle. Then <laughs> it's more like a cemetery of some kind. That yeah, is not I mean, a it castle. might not be a, a castle anyway. Who knows what it is? But like it, it, it now it's it funny. is. It's hilarious. That <laughs> yeah. is hilarious to look at the difference there. What type of gameplay is Spyro? Uh, platformer uh, for younger players okay. uh, really uh, Spyro was never as popular as Crash I it think it was close though it made it was, a ton it was of money re- yeah it was really close to Crash in terms of popularity uh, I remember Spyro fondly but you know it, I was sad when we moved from the PlayStation 1 era of games to the more mature and dark type of uh, games for the PS2, that these sort of titles, they kind of got lost. Um, I mean, I mean, even if you look at platformers for the PS2, like Jack and Dexter, for example, they were contaminated with action. Yeah, um, Ratchet and Clank too, same type of deal, right? Like that they yeah. became more action-y. Yeah, and this type of game with a sort of cute mascot, you know, we never really had it in the PS2 days, I would say. Um, Nintendo kept doing those types of games, but mm-hmm. Sony did not. And so we are living through this 90s nostalgia now. Uh, and uh, I'm, honestly, I'm kind of excited that Spyro is coming back. I think that Spyro, even if, if it performed well, for, for whatever reason, the character, you know, Spyro the Dragon didn't have the hold that like Crash Bandicoot did. You know? In the long term, probably not. Like I, I I'm, I'm not so. saying that there aren't people that, that are excited about it. Obviously there are because they're they're bringing it back. But like Crash has has always remained relevant. Like Crash pops up every now and then, you know? Like it yes. could be argued that Crash Bandicoot is you know, is the is basically the Sony's version of like Mario and Sonic, right? Like it, you I know mean- yeah, there was an iPhone game with Crash Team Racing, I think, mm-hmm. at some point in the early App Store days. There, w- there wasn't a Spyro game, and uh, most people thought that Spyro was dead, you know, like an old franchise that is never coming back. Like like his flame burned out, right? Something. Huh? 
Yes, yes, Michael. He's flame because he's a dragon. That's the yeah, joke. That's, it, that's oh. the joke. Okay. <laughs> so, Is yeah. that the first time you've called him Michael? No, I do when I'm upset. When disappointment. Usually. It's a disappointment when I'm, situation. When I'm, yes, it's a disappointment. I felt that. Yeah. 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 Oh, trust me, so did I. <laughs> um, should we talk about what games we've been playing recently? We've been trying to have this conversation for like two months. Uh, but but big news kept happening. But this week we finally devoted. We we were devoted to talking about it. Uh, Shahid, why don't you go first? What what games have you been playing recently? Well, I I've been dipping in and out of a few. Uh, I played Celeste when it came out, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it for a couple of hours. And then I thought the skill that's required to play this. Well, I could probably conjure it up, but then my game development would crash and burn all of my commitments would crash and burn my family would detest me because i would be continually swearing in front of the children and so i just stopped at that point because uh, i haven't got the kind of time the commitment that's needed to play something like this it's you can tell it's beautifully crafted it really is but it's utterly brutal it's incredibly unforgiving and I, I felt, you know, once I got to the second hour, I just felt like I was being a masochist. I, I just didn't want to play anymore. And not because of, of the game's deficiencies, but just because, hey, guys, I'm in my 50s now. <laughs> Time's running out. And uh, being there, done that. Celeste is is in contention and will be in contention for my game of the year. Um, mm. I absolutely adore this game. Um, I think that it is... The, the the thing about and I understand where you're coming from, Shahid, because it it is complicated and like a lot of these games, it is of the genre massacre. You have to lock in, and once you're locked into the mechanic and like you've really picked it up, then you're able to advance at a quicker rate. But every now and then, quite frequently, you will get to a point where you're playing levels hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times to get through them. Celeste has one of the best and most surprising stories of a video game that I've played in years. And some of the topics that it tackles in the way that it tackles them, I was frankly astounded by how touching this game is. And I don't want to talk about it any more than that because it would be giving it away. Um, But this is the game that Celeste ends up becoming is not the game that you would have expected it to be when you start. Like mm. it is, it is a triumph. I absolutely loved this game, um, and I have taken a break from it for a bit because I completed the main story. But there are lots of uh, extra levels um, to go through, and I plan to come back to the game soon and start going through them again uh, i took a break to play something that i'm going to talk about but there isn't anything else out right now which is i'm super excited about so i'm planning to go back and and pick up some more from celeste because i absolutely adored this game you know matt thorson released the source code for his player class on github for celeste really and it's yeah and it's over five thousand lines of code so you can imagine just how much depth and complexity there is in the player controls. I mean, oh, it's it is fine tuned, like to to the nth yeah. degree. I mean, normally you you're not going to spend more than a couple of hundred lines on a class ordinarily. So, two things. I mean, obviously, 
you don't want a player class that big. But to have it that big just goes to show how many special cases there are and how much he thought about the way the controls progress throughout the game. And it's they do nuts. as well. It's it's like, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of comparisons that I have drawn to Super Meat Boy with this game. Um, obviously, they are of the same ilk, right? die many times and keep going through but one of the great things about super meat boy one of the things that i love about that game is how how well it teaches you how to play and celeste is very similar and there are things your abilities change as the game progresses and the way it teaches you those abilities is so natural um it it really yeah it really is just a it's just a superb game with incredible music and such great heart. Uh, I was I was really taken aback with the quality of, of Celeste when I, what I was expecting was one thing and I got all of that and I got heaps more than, than I would ever would have expected to get from a game that is mm. ostensibly like a 16-bit platformer. I was really, really surprised by it. Interesting. Wow. I've, I've been playing like Shahid, I think, for a couple of hours. I... I think I stopped playing when I got to the hotel. Yeah. Maybe shortly after. The hotel and... is the hardest area. Um, but oh, okay. At, at the hotel is where it, it really it really picks up. Everyone that I know that's completed the game died the most in the hotel. Okay. That mm. is good news. Yeah. Okay. It's hard. Um, it's, I mean, the game is very, very hard, but it's very rewarding. Um, yeah. And, and even in, the, in that difficulty... I was able to appreciate just how tight the gameplay is. Like, everything feels like it's there for a reason, and when you lose, Mm -hmm. when you die, it's not because the game is flawed or the game is evil, it's because you're not good enough. But it doesn't make me feel stupid in the way, for example, that Fortnite does, because I feel stupid compared to other people. I feel like I need to improve myself because I can see what I'm supposed to do, but my hands are not doing that. Yes. And I know what I need to do. And it's it's making me feel like I'm not good enough in a good way, if that makes any sense. Yep. So, you can't yeah. make a game like this that does this without making everything so perfected. Right, like you can't yeah. make a game that is as hard as this one, which will make you continue to keep trying levels over and over and over again because you keep dying without everything being so finely tuned. Like even for example, how quickly you restart, and that the fact that you restart without pressing any buttons. Like yeah. there are so many games that fail on this. Like I will always hold a, a candle for Oli Oli, which is one of my favorite video games of all time. And what I always loved about that game is, which was different in a way, but but produced a similar result, that you could just restart the level at any point by your own design, and it would it would happen very quickly. Um, And what I like about Celeste is that when you die, you are immediately just like thrown back to the like thrown back to the beginning, thrown back to where you were, without being like press A to continue because you would wear the A button out on your controller by the time that you were done, right? If you had mm-hmm. to keep pressing the A button every time to restart. So there are just lots of little things like that in the game which just show the the real just genius that went into designing it. I, I'm, I was just... I love it. I love the game so much, in case you couldn't tell. I, I really, really, really just thought it was wonderful. And I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward um, to Towerfall 
uh, coming to the Switch, which is Matt Thorson's first game, uh, which is being ported, but he wanted to release Celeste first, which I actually think was a was a good decision. Towerfall was the really popular Ouya game. <laughs> you remember? You remember? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, the the Android TV like console. Yeah, thing. The, the big yeah. Kickstarter thing. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Towerfall is coming to the Switch at some point soon. Okay, that's great news. It also to came be fair, to it PS4, was on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I think it it debuted on Ouya though, right? Like that was where it yeah. became yes. popular. Yes. I didn't remember that it came to PlayStation, yeah. but yeah. But it's also coming to the to the Switch soon. It's nice. on Steam, nice. and you know, it's it's an indie game, right? It's it is in all the places it can be. But the, they announced. I remember Nintendo announced these two together. Um, I remember when I first saw like the trailer for Celeste, I was like, eh. You know, like I've played these games and then I just picked it up and was just blown away by it. So, 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 so good. So thank you, Shahid, for mentioning Celeste. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm, you know, I do have some stamina. I have still been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Yep. Believe it or not. I can't get past that, that multi-boss on the dark side of the moon. It's just too tough. It's really, really hard. All right, so I'm going to give you a tip now. Turn on the assist mode. The assist mode? Yeah, there's an assist mode. And the assist mode, uh, which will allow your, uh, will allow you to regain health. Yeah. Ah. So it, it regains your hearts for you. So I didn't right, do this, right. and I was pulling my hair out trying to beat it because yeah, I didn't even yeah. know the assist mode existed. But yeah, take a look at the assist mode settings, and you'll be able to to regain health during the the fight periods, and it, I, that will get you through. If you just want to get through, then that's the way yeah. to do it. Or get the Mario amiibos because they also <laughs> give you power ups. Yes, yeah, that was that was really fun when I was pulling my hair out trying to complete the game, and Federico was telling me just to go on Amazon and buy amiibo. It was it wasn't the most <laughs> helpful advice I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's true. <laughs> so, are you still? Are either of you still playing, or are you done with Super Mario Odyssey? I went back in and, and did a lot more, um, yeah. but I haven't played. I haven't been playing recently, but I did go in and, and do a lot more of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm still dipping in. Like every few days, I boot up the Nintendo Switch because I've been playing with my PS4 lately. We can talk about that. Uh, but every few days, when I feel like I need my my, you know, I need some Mario time. I go in, do a bunch of moons, and then I, you know, I switch back to the PS4. I um, it's kind of like um, I don't know, kind of like a like a des- uh, like like a dessert that I really like, but I I need it in small doses because I remember when I when I finished Mario, uh, I basically did nothing else for a week, and I think it's the perfect game to launch on a regular basis but without doing the big playthrough again. Because I'm done with the main story. I just need to collect more moons to get to the, spoilers, darker side of the moon, the, the extra... I think there's an extra... The final final. It's the final the final, final level. The final final, uh, you know, underscore final uh, version of the, the final world. And I need 500 moons, I suppose. And I'm at like 300 and something. So still quite a quite a long way to go but uh every few days i go in uh, change maps and i do a bunch of moons and what a beautiful game it is i mean it's just it's so i don't think it holds the same lasting appeal for me as zelda breath of the wild 
but it's just so polished and so fun and so positive as a game. Yeah. So you're still digging away, Shaheen? Yeah, every so often I'll go back and try and try again. But um, yeah, I think I I might just go for the assist mode and and put myself out of my misery. I mean, I I really think that there is no shame in it. Like, if you just wanna, if if what you wanna do is is complete the game because you wanna see what it's like, then the option is there for you, right? To just mm, do it. Mm. So I, I recommend it. Oh, I feel so lame though. I managed to get to the fourth <laughs> boss. But uh, it's so hard, fifth, man. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really, really, it's really brutal. hard. And you just got to be perfect every single time. Yep. And it, it's a real test of your character, you know, because if you're really patient, they're not that difficult. You just need to be extremely patient and you need to be on your game for every single one. But I, I just lose it after a while and I try and style it out, you know, try mm-hmm. and do something <laughs> a bit more stylishly to try and take a shortcut. And it, you always get bitten if you yep. do that. Because it's like you have to learn the patterns of them, but the problem is, it's so easy to die. You don't get enough time to learn the patterns of the later bosses because you don't get those very often. That was my biggest problem. Yeah. I could do the yeah. first one really easily, the second one really easily. Then when I got to the third, I just kept falling down every time because I wasn't getting to it as often. Like yeah, it was, it was really very very difficult. And then mm. you've got the hot. There's like there's like a once you get each of them individually though, there is then a all combined. So it's not just each of them individually. There is then they all gang up and you have to defeat them all at once. So like, it's difficult. Nice. <laughs> just so you know. So I I will, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> the, another game I've really enjoyed recently has been Atomic Run Gun Jump Gun. This came out on iOS. It's an arcade shooter. Um, but I've actually been playing it a lot more on the Switch version. And the screen just feels better. You can play it easily enough on both, but screen feels better and you've got obviously proper controls. But it's one of the best crafted small arcade games I've played in a long time. Every level is really short, but they're brutally fast and brutally difficult. But, you know, the curve is just perfect. So before you know it, you're doing absolutely crazy things. And just like in. You know, you mentioned Ollie Ollie earlier. The restart is immediate. So you might take five seconds to fail or less, but you'll instantly go back. And you'll just every single time through, you're getting slightly better, slightly better, slightly better. So you're always feeling a sense of improvement. The other thing I like about it is the writing is really cool. It's it's mm-hmm. not over the top. Um, it's just got the right amount of goading and just the right amount of verve and style, which is very, very difficult to get right. You've got these aliens talking to you throughout and goading you and pushing you and then sometimes expressing their displeasure at you, getting past them and so on. And before you know it, you've played it for hours and it's just beautiful. It's a really fair game. Very hard to do a really good arcade game that feels completely fair. Exceptionally polished, wonderful audio. Best little arcade game I've played in a very long time. So hats off to, I think it's, team 33 or studio 33 um who've done it uh and it is published by good shepherd definitely recommended especially on switch but if you haven't got a switch get it on ios just beautiful yeah i'm looking at screenshots this looks really nice like it's it's in action you know in action it's really crazy really so you sometimes you'll go through a level and you think that's impossible 
You'll do five or six seconds. And you say, that's that's impossible. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and before you know it, you're doing it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I should I should give this a try. Looks really fun. So I just got two more games to talk about. Uh, I played. This is a few weeks ago. I played Florence. I nearly finished it. Uh, I should have finished it. It's a very very easy game to play. It's by uh, one of the designers of Monument Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, he went and set up a studio. He's a great guy. Um, it kind of reminds me of this really old indie game called Every Day the Same Dream. But the thing I love about this is it's really detailed. The production values are beautiful. And it's moving. And it moves at a nice gentle pace. Anybody can play this game. Anybody can get something out of the game. And it's it it sits in its own place. And if you liked Monument Valley, I definitely recommend checking this out. Not because it's a similar game. It really isn't. But because I think it might appeal to the same sort of player. I have held off because I feel like this game is going to upset me. Um, so I've been holding off. <laughs> I am planning to play it uh, because I've only heard such good things. But I don't, there's something about looking at it. I'm like, mm, there's going to be some challenge. I yeah. feel like there's going to be some challenging themes in this game. Mm. Uh, so I've been holding off, but it's it's on my long list. This is the type of game that I, I started playing it and then I got distracted and I and I would like to get back to it. But when I look at it and when I when I hear the words, it's about relationships and love and loss. Yeah. With my, you know, with my history, I take, I look at it and I'm like, is this gonna talk about cancer? You know, is this that type of game or movie yeah. or story? Like, mm, do I really want to play this type of content? So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there should, <laughs> this is gonna sound totally like crazy, but I feel like there should be some kind of labeling system for games and movies when they talk about certain topics that people yeah. are extremely triggering. yeah yeah triggering well, needs to be dealt with better yeah. in general because you know we have it for violence and for sexual content you know yep. so the ESRB yep. is for it wouldn't I don't think it would be a bad idea to do something like that um, for for games that might cause emotional distress in some yep. way yep. but yeah I, it is on my list because I, I do really want to play it um, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. What else did you have, Shahid? So the final game I want to talk about is my favourite of the list by by some margin, and it's a game called Minute. Uh, it's by JW, who's one half of Lambier, along oh, with yeah. a few yeah. few other people, including Kitty Callis. I hope I've pronounced her surname correctly. Devolver have published it. This. At first glance, it looks like a monochrome Zelda. Yeah. But it's not. The game is played in one-minute bursts. So you you can see that there's a theme in the games that I've really enjoyed, apart from uh, Super Mario Odyssey. The thing I love about this game is that you get to a point where you think that you can't possibly get any further, having played for a minute. The next time you play, you do get a little bit further. And then eventually you break through. And when you break through, it feels absolutely fantastic. There's, you know, you pick up items, you have conversations, you perform quests, you get slightly further. What happens is every time a minute's up, you die, the game restarts. Now that sounds 
like you know it's going to be really frustrating for for a lot of people but actually it's not because what what happens is if you manage to fulfill a quest and get far enough you'll find another place where you can sleep and if you find another place where you can sleep that becomes your new starting point from when you die so there's this constant feeling of perfecting your knowledge of the environment perfecting your knowledge of the the quests and challenges in that environment and then when you've done that when you're good enough perfecting the speed running element of it so that you can get to the next house and the way the game opens up like that is beautiful it has it has real character real style because it's jw it feels really really good to play you know everything is despite its monochrome nature feels like it was beautifully crafted and it really is and the thing i love about uh, jw in particular is his ability to extract such beautiful controls and gameplay out of very simplistic graphics yeah and very very few people are able to pull that off they you know what tends to happen with some people not all people people are getting better at this is that the the graphics are literally there as an excuse almost to serve some kind of gameplay and very often the gameplay isn't good enough to justify resorting to pixel graphics whereas with JW the game is so polished and you know i'm i'm being slightly unfair that you know he does have collaborators on this project but i recognize his his craft particularly with the controls in this and that is a thing that feels really beautiful about this but you can tell every little thing has been thought about very clearly like one of the things that i found frustrating to begin with though i think this is okay as a spoiler because it happened so soon in the game is you go to this lighthouse and you know you only have a minute right you got to get everything done in that minute and then you have this character and he speaks really slowly so his text comes out one character at a time <laughs> no. really slowly and i thought oh man that is genius and you're waiting there waiting for him to finish his paragraph and you die and then you think ah okay so now i gotta get here quicker so the genius of this game is you always know what you need to do better the next time round. and that cyclical nature the building the learning the building the learning is done in such a tight loop that you can have an hour pass playing the game a minute at a time not notice and the other really cool thing about it of course is if you once you get, start to get good at it and you mess up you can just press the c key and it will kill you straight away and you restart so you oh no i i didn't quite cut through that uh piece of um foliage quickly enough so you hit c restart and you go back you do it right and then you can get to the next point yeah this looks like fun like I, I've, I've. This is one I've been keeping my eye on. I, again, it'd be so much easier for me if they if they bring it out on the Switch. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I will play it at some point because it does. It's a very, a very unique concept that I quite like the look of. Honestly, is this only on Steam? Uh, apparently, it's PS4 and Xbox One as well. Though I haven't okay. seen it on either of those platforms. I'm. I've been playing it on the Mac. Okay. 
All right, today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace so that you easily create a website for your next idea. And with the ability to grab a unique domain name to give your site the name that you want, take advantage of beautiful templates and have everything backed up with 24-7 customer support, Squarespace have got everything you need. They are the all-in-one platform to help you get your project online. No matter what type of site you want to build, Squarespace will be able to do it for you. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about or upgrades needed. They've got you covered. You can quite easily add blog functionality, gallery functionality, even online store functionality. They have it all. You can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com slash remaster. You can find out more and sign up for a trial. You can play around. You can customize everything. Get your site ready to go and really kind of get the feel for Squarespace before you even sign up for a plan. And then when you're ready to put your site out to the world, their plans start at just $12 a month. And if you use the code remaster at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. That is squarespace.com slash remaster and the code REMASTER to get 10% off your first purchase. So thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So obviously I've been kind of playing Celeste, but I finished that, you know, Odyssey, I was done with that. Uh, But there was something that I wanted to do a long time ago and didn't get around to and decided that I would set myself a goal, which I've completed over the last few weeks, which was to unlock the ancient bike as part of the uh, <laughs> Zelda DLC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How did it, it go? It is really hard to do this. <laughs> uh, I was using yeah. lots of uh, walkthroughs to help me even just like track down where some of the shrines are because like mm-hmm. I'm looking at the pictures and looking at the map and like I just can't work out where these two things are and that final fight with in the uh, divine beast is just cruel that is just a cruel mean fight for meanies mm. i did not enjoy it i had to it was i died so many times and then i had to like go away and do like go collect food and make like you let know me, you know the whole let situation me ask you, how many hearts did you have oh i have lots I have lots, uh, but I I wasn't I didn't have any food when I ah, got there okay. like for the first few times that yeah. I got there um, yeah. because I figured oh I'm a big boy now like I can take it no but no I can't so I had to go away and like you know make like potions and stuff to like increase the strength and all that kind of stuff um, and I ended up getting through it and now I have the bike and it's amazing just cruising around and like launching myself off of cliff faces it's brilliant i love it so much and i love that you have to refuel it that's just funny yeah. to me um i actually really agree with them not putting this in the main game um because it completely yeah. changes the way that you move around and i would not have explored in the same way if i was zipping around on a bike all the time because i really didn't spend a lot of my time on horseback in the game um, you know, only when I was purposely going from place to place. A lot of the time, I was just traversing on foot um, and, and like fast traveling to areas when I needed to. Uh, adding the bike would have really changed my relationship to Hyrule, I think, in a way that it, during the main game wouldn't have added to it. Um, but in post game, when I've already done everything and now I'm just kind of like just cruising around, it's excellent. It's like an excellent, excellent addition. Yeah, uh, feels like a long time ago when I 
when I did this. Uh, you did because last I, year because you did it straight away. I did it straight away. The, there were no walkthroughs because it, the DLC literally just came out, and uh, it was um, the first part. Like um, when you're stripped of all your weapons, and you know um, that was not fun at all. Like. Uh, that was I. I get frustrated every time games do this. Like you, you made uh, progress, and then we're gonna take everything away because it's yeah. a challenge. Yeah, I don't like it, but I, I, you know, I powered through and I did it. Um, and I agree with you that it, it, the ancient bike. I don't think it makes. It would have made sense for uh, the original content of the game. Um, so it was definitely a good decision to to save this as a second DLC. And I'm kind of sad that we're done with Zelda, with this Zelda game, uh, that there's not going to be any more additional content because I, I kind of miss going you know, to Hyrule on my Switch. I still need to complete a bunch of side quests, but I basically have everything now. I have the Master Sword powered up to the maximum. I, I have the Ancient Bike. I did a bunch of quests for all the costumes and you know the weapons. Uh, I have like, I think, 30 some side quests to do and of course the Korok seeds which I don't want to do because that's just no, insane that is um, punishment that is a punishment and also you get a golden piece of poop in the end so it's not really worth it <laughs> I like that that's what they give you because it's like <laughs> did you really think this was worth it <laughs> I like that <laughs> but yeah um, man what a game uh, just by talking about it I miss I miss this game so, Federico, what have you been playing? Okay, so I've been playing lots. And there's uh, games that I dipped in and out, like uh, Mario Odyssey, for example, for, uh, Florence that I started playing, uh, Celeste that I started playing, and then I abandoned. But I would say that there's a few... Uh, and also, I should mention um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, I also got the special edition, but I, I'm saving for... The summer, I think I'm saving for when I need a break from my iOS reviews and I'm saving for the summer because it's when I get together with friends more often and this is a perfect game for multiplayer sessions. Um, And also Shadow of the Colossus, Colossus, I need to start... I started playing like for a couple of hours and I need to get back to once I'm done with with the current games that I'm playing. I would say that there's a... And of course, Alto's Odyssey. I also played a bunch. I did a review. I played some more. And now I've been focusing on three games, I would say. So there's a Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I started playing during the holidays, uh, you know, right after uh, Christmas. And um, this is not a game for everybody. It's a, it's a JRPG uh, that unfortunately... Um, is diminished by some stupid anime cliches and, uh, you know, the, the type of stuff and the dialogue and the story that you often find in, in, in anime that I really feel like they should be more modern in their approach to, you know, the, the for example, the male and the female characters and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's a pure anime style uh, and that is unfortunate because it should be more, you know, more grown up. But... I spent 75 hours so far playing the game. Wow. And it's the most complex JRPG I've ever played. The mechanics are insane. The open world and the quantity of 
quests and content that is available to you is just insane. Um, it's like imagine the, the the most complex RPG you've ever played and double that. Um, the game is flawed in the sense that besides the story stuff, it also um, overcomplicates what is already quite complicated with the constant, um, especially in the first 10 hours, with the constant stream of tutorials and inline messages on how you're supposed to do things. But once you reach the threshold of, I would say, 25 hours, so it's a big, big commitment to fully appreciate this game. But once you get like the complete picture of all the mechanics available to you, it's so satisfying and so rewarding. Uh, it's a it's a it's it's a beautiful game to look at for sure, especially if you're playing in dock mode. Um, it's a this big open world, and I mean, Monolith they know what they're doing when it comes to designing open world environments, and it look it looks really beautiful. But it plays even more beautifully. Um, the just the the amount of choice that is available to you in in terms of how much you can customize your your party and all the different chains and the combos that you can do and understanding how the blade mechanic ties into uh, the relationships between the characters it's so deep it's the deepest JRPG I've ever played it's super complex I wouldn't recommend it to anybody but people who have the time and that's why I started over the holidays because I had the time and now I'm just playing in every you know couple of hours each day when I have the time, um, but it's a big commitment to get started and to reach the you know the point where you know all the mechanics, you know what you're doing, and now you just need to go through the story and uh, power up and you know uh, do grinding and all that. Um, it's uh, I I still haven't finished the game. Uh, I'm I think I'm about 70 percent done with the main story, and of course there's a side quests and DLC content. Uh, it's a it's a big game, and um, I'm slowly uh appreciating these uh these the, the second half of the game. The first half that I played in January and February was all about I need to understand what I'm doing here because it's incredibly complex. But um, and I should thank actually our friend Mohammed Tahir from um, Brave Wave. Uh, he got me into this game. I I I was uh, I got curious because he was tweeting about this game and how you know it didn't review so well. It got like I think an average of seven seven mm-hmm. and a half or something. Um, but he said in a tweet, I think it's not perfect and it's flawed because it's got all these stupid anime cliches and the story is not amazing except apparently for the ending uh, but if you like jrpgs and you like complex mechanics and you like planning your moves this is the type of game for you and so of course being a final fantasy tactics person myself this is not a strategy game but it's deep like that so yeah uh, i recommend it to anybody who's crazy enough to try this type of game uh, not you mike you you would totally hate this type of game. I, I know i don't want to go near it like i just know it's not for me um then i've been playing on my switch uh axiom verge this is the metroidvania uh game that came out on the vita shahid am i right it launched yeah, vita, on the vita a beautiful 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 game yeah it's it's uh it's metroid it's, it, a labor of love. It's a it's a it's a labor of love indeed. That's a right. That's a right expression. I think it's so. It's just not like 
we see a bunch of Metroid clones on a monthly basis now. You can tell that this is a game made by people who love Metroid, but do not necessarily want to make a clone. And um, I, I don't think there's anything else that I, that I should say. It's, um, it's that type of game, but it's got an attention to detail and uh, the music and the way that you, you know, the, the progression through the game and of course the retro look, it's, it's perfect for the Switch, really. Um, and I got the limited edition uh, that contains a map and a bunch of other gadgets, so I'm really happy about that because it was uh, on sale on Amazon, so um, yeah. Finally... And this may sound like a surprise. I know that Mike was kind of surprised when I told him. Um, I've been playing lots of Far Cry 5 on my PS4. This is just not a type <laughs> of game that you usually play. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Um, and also, you know, this is another game that, you know, if you read the reviews, it's not perfect. It's flawed. The story doesn't yeah, really the, have the a story message. story is, is supposedly just really bad like this st- everything that i've seen and read and watched is like the story ruins what is otherwise a good game yeah yeah i want to I... know why okay so the story no, no, no. i want to know why federico's playing oh Far Cry okay oh. yes that's, <laughs> yeah. a better, that's a better thing um, to talk about there was a there was a, um, a line from one of the reviews uh i don't remember if it was on polygon or uh, in in a youtube review that said if you're looking for a stupid action movie, this is the game you want to play. And I uh, was looking for a stupid action movie. You know, uh, it, it could tell so much about the current political landscape with the story, but it doesn't because it's a stupid action movie. It doesn't say anything of substance about, you know, rural, uh, rural America or, you know, religion or, uh, you know, um, current extre- uh, extremist positions in politics. No, it's nothing about that, unfortunately. Could have been a great message. Could have been an interesting message, but it's not. You are fighting this cult and that's about it. Um, but it's, uh, it's an action movie and it's beautiful to look at. Um, my gosh, on the PS4 Pro with the, an HDR TV. It's, uh, I think I, I said in a, in a nine message conversation, it's like Firewatch with guns and bad guys. You are, um, <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> yes, yes you're, it's not set in Wyoming, it's set in Montana, but it's the same type of environment, you know, beautiful forests and mountains and lakes. And, uh, of course, you know, that there's the towers, uh, and there's these villages, these towns, um, and you can drive quads, you can drive cars, you can drive, uh, uh, you know, motorbikes. It's, um, uh, it's a beautiful game to look at, except you're not just exploring, you're also killing people and killing bears and cougars and you know it's a violent game in a beautiful setting and i couldn't i cannot stress this enough it's amazing to look at honestly like it's uh, it's probably the best game i've seen on my ps4 pro so far uh, and it almost makes me you know it makes this kind of purchase the the, the new console and the tv worth it because it's um, it's beautiful and besides that it's also fun to play i like shooting and managing the inventory I always struggle with these types of games because they are complicated to understand and to manage. And one of the aspects that I think Far Cry 5 gets extremely right is the UI design. And this is where my um, 
Mac stories side of things sort of kicks in. Like I can appreciate the UI design of this game because it's it's easy to navigate. The icons make sense. Like most open world games, they uh, overcomplicate what you see on screen with dozens of tiny icons that don't make any sense. And instead, um, both the, the menu, when you pause the game and you open the menu, and when you manage the map, and then when you go back to the game and you see, for example, your waypoints on the map, or when you see um, side quests that you can track, everything is explained so clearly from a design perspective that it doesn't make me feel... Like, for example, when I was playing Assassin's Creed, I also started playing Assassin's Creed, I played a couple of hours, and then I felt stupid because I'm not familiar with the series, because I don't know what all these buttons do. And Far Cry 5 does a better job at, ex at teaching me and explaining me and showing me what I'm supposed to do. Um, and finally, it's a game with where you can have um, companions, like uh, soldiers, um, and uh, you can choose between guns for hire, which are people, uh -huh. And fangs for hire, which are dogs, and that is perfect. So I got and my dog, I got my buddy, Boomer. There's a bear. Yeah, I know. There's also a bear, but I mean, who, who wants a bear? I want Boomer, I, and uh, Boomer yes, is yes. a really good dog. Boomer, uh, unfortunately, Boomer cannot jump in a car with you. With you know, they should fix. But Boomer <laughs> can be on the field with you, man. It can steal guns from other people and bring them to you. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, too bad about the story, but it's a beautiful game to look at. It's super fun to play. It's super fun to explore. And if you... This, is, this sounds super weird, but if you loved Firewatch, and if you also happen to like the occasional shooter, and if you like open world games, and if somehow these three elements, uh, you know, uh, make a, the kind of mix that you are probably looking for I'm gonna recommend Far Cry 5 because it's fun and it's set in a beautiful environment and it alternates between these uh, violent fights and beautiful landscapes with dogs I, I'm guessing you actually started playing this because you wanted a game that would make your new TV and your PS4 Pro look magnificent yeah yeah I've been looking for a reason to justify what I paid for. And it's not like other games do not... I mean, I started Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, what's it called? Origins. Um, and it looked beautiful. But this one, I think it looks better. I think mm. it looks better because all the, you know, the, the, the forest colors, colors and the, the, the water and the color palette in general, I think it looks better. Um, I don't know, maybe also that I do not necessarily like stealth games. I'm not sure why I bought Assassin's Creed. It was probably the same reason. Like, I want a game that looks great. But then mm -hmm. I realized I don't really like Assassin's Creed, though. What have I done? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something so, to say about, like, that kind of mindless car and shooting games yes. sometimes, right? Like, the, yes. the, those open world, they're like, there's a reason that they're so popular because they're, they can, there can be a lot of fun to play and... This is definitely one of those. Yeah, I mean, I've seen gameplay of it. I've watched a bunch of gameplay of it, and it's like, gameplay looks good. Like, it looks solid. Um, but the story just seems dumb. But sometimes that's not so important, because you, if you don't want to engage in the story, you can just skip the cutscenes. 
you know, like you, which I'm sure is something you can do, and then go for it. Like, have fun. Yeah, there's crafting. You can craft. Of course, there Molotovs. is because it's it's 2018 uh, and it's a video game. Grenades. <laughs> it's super fun to throw grenades and see you know watch people blow up in pieces. It's also kind of gross, but also fun. <laughs> yeah, you win some, <laughs> you, know. you lose some. <laughs> 